Welcome back to Kettlebells and Cocktails. I'm John with my bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm trying to figure out how to do the illusion that we didn't just do this 30 seconds ago. What's a different guest? <laughs> and it's a whole new day. Hey, John, how are you? <laughs> I was thinking about it when we took the break in between the last podcast and doing this one. I'm like, am I, if I reference anything from that previous one, then we have to do them in that order. We can't like save them or people will be so confused. And now I've already screwed it up. So don't say done. anything. We recorded with a mystery guest at a mystery previous time. Yeah. Didn't perfect. Well, yeah. well, this guest is not a mystery to anyone. Chase Ingram is with us. What's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on guys. Really? Yeah, like I was coming. like, I wonder if I can ever get on that podcast one day. <laughs> You know, you can ask, right? Like you could text me anytime and be like, no. Hey, so like, no, 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 no. I will never ask. To, I, ha- I actually had somebody do that to me like three weeks ago. And I was like, no. <gasps> and I wanted you on. Pas? It wasn't that it was, they were like, Hey, I got this great idea. Me and my buddy that I threw on this text that you don't really know that well, have a great idea for one of your shows. And we'd love to be on it. I go, Ooh. and no, That's in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to do that show idea and not bring you guys on because of the way you handled that. That's the creative overstepping, if I do say so myself. Yeah. Even at the end, they're like, we're sorry if we just invited you on the show because it's probably really rude. I was like, yeah, that was good. No. I really <laughs> hope that th- those people listen to this podcast because then they're going to know exactly who they are. Like, wait a second. Hold on. Yeah. Do you get a lot of requests like that? I get them all the time. You do you do? really? Yeah. I mean, I can see why. Yeah, I can see that. Um, not really. We've had a couple just like random people are like, Hey, we want to be on the show for like this year for, you know, whatever we're, we're going through, but not really that often, honestly. I guess we're we're not, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. One day. I'm not even there yet. John's there. We we have this podcast together, but nobody does that to me. Well, unless they have like something to promote that's different, you know, Mm. like, Mm. Well, look, I just get people that want to be on. They think it'll be fun and funny. Like they follow the page and like, oh, I'd like to be on. And so they'll have some random idea. And, and you know, like, I'm sure you're like this too, Chase, like as a creator, it's like, no, nah, first of all, I need the idea myself. That's my ego. And, <laughs> and, and Nikki and I have a rhythm. Like, you know, I want to make sure we, we almost always make sure that we each like the guests. Like we've had, I've pitch people to Nikki and say, Hey, we should have this one. And she'd be like, eh, no, I don't think so. And then <laughs> and she'll pitch one to me and I'm like, yeah, I don't like that guy at all. We're not doing that. You know? And, um, all I'm glad people- I made the cut for both of you guys. You did. You Ooh, totally, J- totally made the John cut. John didn't actually didn't ask me though. He was just like, Chase is coming on. I didn't have a chance to be like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's funny. I know. Well, you've been, you're like the busiest man in CrossFit show business right now. Every yeah, time I look dude. up, you're doing a show or doing something. <laughs> you keep, uh, I got my 15 minutes. This? I, um, poorly maybe would be the most apt description. If you talk to my wife about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's really been funny the last few months. Um, a lot of opportunities have come up and, <laughs> It's one of those, you know, I've been actually doing the broadcast stuff for a decade now. Like this year marked my 10 years of broadcasting. And it was something I had no experience in prior. And I feel like I'm still learning just like everybody is in their profession every single day. And it was one of those with my, you know, I was talking to my wife is like, you know, just one day keep waiting. And, you know, like we've all, we've all taken every opportunity possible, even it's fat, whatever time sacrifice, financial sacrifice, we wanted to get our foot in the door. 
And I feel like after saying this for 10 years, it, not to jinx it, I'm knock on wood, but it kind of feels like it's paying off a little bit, all, all that hard work. And it was 10 years just to get a couple little things in the spotlight. So it's been, it's been pretty cool. Um, obviously, I'm very appreciative of the opportunities that I'm given. And like anything, I'm just trying not to screw it up. It is wild that people don't, they don't recognize kind of what, what we helped build from the ground up that just never the infrastructure for the broadcast, the way that you see it today, when you watch a CrossFit games, it just did not exist a decade ago. It just, no. it, it, and it's, it's crazy. Cause I get messages all the time. This, these are the messages I get. It's not like <laughs> your podcast. It's like, Hey, how do I, how do I become a CrossFit reporter? Like, how do mm. I do what you do? And my answer is literally always go out and volunteer at as many events as you can. Like they're mm-hmm. not going to pay you. They're not going to fly you anywhere. They're not going to like, you got to get your feet wet and you got to be like low man on the totem pole so that you can learn. Cause you're going to yes. fuck up. Like you're yes. going to make mistakes and you should absolutely do it at like the bacon bash <laughs> in your local gym before you do it on like CBS sports. So, and that's what we all had to do. We all had to work for so many years and so mm-hmm. much time and so much of a financial deficit for so long. And it was just to get to like, to get to where we're at today and, and chase to see you paving the way truly with this podcast, especially from CrossFit's point of view, I think is really special. And I'm really excited to see you in that role. You absolutely deserve it. Thank you. Wow. That, uh, thank you. I was, that's very nice of you to say, I'm still (laughs) screwing it up. If you, if you look at social media, (laughs) And, and how oh, my performance well. was at the cross the games. Um, I find it hilarious. I think some people um, look into that too much, but oh, uh, yeah. I, it, I love it. Is it hard for you to deal with that? Cause I, I mean, I see all the, you know, people, there's always someone sniping about something, oh, mm-hmm. always. you know? And, well, I mean, especially if you're doing a meme page or you're making jokes, like right. you're going to upset half of the people that follow you because you're either on one side or the other or everyone but no it doesn't bother me at all because in my i look at it as when you're early on in whatever it is you're doing you're usually surrounded by a very close circle of people who are usually your friends family or fans i put that in quotation marks and i feel Mm -hmm. like you're not really like you don't really make it until you get people who hate your guts Totally. And so I, I'm, I it's yeah. starting to trickle in a little bit. And, I, and instead of being like, oh, why don't they like me? Oh, I'm just like, hell yeah. Now we're getting somewhere. Hell yeah. When you Got have some, haters, you know you made yeah, it for sure. People oh, telling me I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm like, all right, that's fine. You do it. <laughs> I also love it low key because whenever anyone's really public about like not liking me or not liking what I said or maybe even how I look, like, I just wait for John to notice it because inevitably he does. And John like eviscerates people on the oh, internet gosh. to defend my honor. It's the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Yes. Things it's I like never do is stir up controversy. And then, like, yeah. And then like John coming in. <laughs> the curtains. I love doing that. I love it when people are unreasonable and like to call them out on it. That's my, one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. I, try, I did that for Chase the other day on his Twitter feed. Some dude came in and, I don't even remember what he said, but something about oh, you yeah. throwing, somebody you throwing softballs at Ricky. And I'm like, yes, we, thank you for that, by the way. I'm like, did we even watch the same interview? Like those were not softballs, like not <laughs> even close to softballs. Like you yeah. literally looked at the guy and said, did you take performance enhancing drugs? Like that's not a softball pitch. That's straight no. down the middle. 
I was sweating bullets for an really? hour and 45. Yeah. I mean, listen, I knew, Hey, just getting that opportunity to interview Ricky Garrard was, I knew the, how massive that was for totally. the CrossFit community, top to bottom, not just the CrossFit games, CrossFit, because that thing rocked everyone. Everyone. And everyone's saying, it's, oh, it's not a big deal. Why are we hyping this up? I'm like, because it was a big deal four years ago. It's a big deal now. And I knew the importance of it. And I didn't want to, A, I wanted to represent myself for one. Because like part of any interview or, or part of any social media that you do or whatever entity that you put your name on, it's like, you represent yourself. Like you have a brand, you have whatever clout or respect or whatever that you've tried to build up over decades. And that was on the line. Cross its integrity was on the line as far as not making it a puff piece and trying to make them look good and not attacking Ricky to where he just won't talk anymore. And it was it, very, very stressful the whole time. Cause it also didn't write talk that part. much. Right. Well, I mean, okay. So two things are the hardest part. I was going to say that's the hardest part is like trying to do an interview. You got to, you got to get them on your side. Mm -hmm. You, they cannot feel pressured or attacked or whatever, but you still have difficult questions to ask them. And then the other, obviously most difficult part of it is like, you, you can't be like, like pulling it out of them. Pulling, yeah. Like they've got to, oh. they got to open up and give you that. And some people's personalities just aren't yeah. No matter what well, you ask. It you was know? painful to watch at times. Your parts were <laughs> yeah. great. You would ask a question and he'd go, yes. And I'd be yeah, like, it's like, okay, like, bro, answer the question, like answer the question in, so in some way other than yes or no. And it was just like pulling teeth to get stuff out of them. I mean, part of that's on me for asking a yes or no question. And I'd realized that at the time, even though I knew I was asking it, but you know, you some people expand, it. some people don't. And some, some questions needed to just be yes or no. Yeah. And that's why we started the interview the way we did was, and I told him nothing. I told him no questions beforehand. I gave him an outline of what we may talk about. And then we went from there, but I was like, let's just get these four out of the way. And once you've answered those four questions, which was, did you do this on purpose? Yes. Did you do it at regionals? Yes. Did you do it prior to CrossFit? No. Have you done it since? No. Okay. Those are the big four. Now, what else do you have? What else do you have to hide and to lose right now? Because you are like, you can't get any lower than you currently are in the eyes right. of the community, depending on who's looking at you. Right. And so give yourself an opportunity to just, you know, for play on words was, you know, Rick coming clean with Ricky Garrard or Rick, Ricky Garrard comes clean. It's like, look, just come clean. Tell us what you did. Come back to the competition clean. And Answer every single question that we have possible for you from the last four years, and then let people decide. Because what we didn't want to happen was to have one question unanswered from him. Now, there's still some questions out there that you know we don't really know what the answers are, but that's up to people of assuming or accusing. You either believe them or you don't, and that's a you problem. And let's just go from there. That's so true because there's only so much that, and those people are going to have their opinions no matter what, no matter how many tell alls, no matter how many podcast interviews, they can do documentaries. There's always people who are going to form their own opinions and you can't do anything about that, but you're right. Like just to give him the opportunity to show that we're, that we as CrossFit as a community want to know, and we're asking the questions and to give him the opportunity to answer them for me 
now we can close that chapter. You know, for the people who are like, why are we bringing this up again? Blah, blah, blah. Like, what? It, now, we had to. Mm-hmm. And now I think we can shut the book on that and move forward and see where we go from here. Yeah. Do you think people will shut the book on it? I don't think they will. No. Never. No, I'd like, I I swear to God, every time I see an article about performance enhancing drugs, I just like, I just look to see how many comments there are. You can guarantee there's going to be 500 to a thousand. Like people just Mm -hmm. love to go in on this topic. I don't know what is so intriguing about it that people love to go in on it. It's just, it feels sad to me and people just love to fight about it. Just people latch on to the idea or the assumption of all CrossFitters take it, but the, the, that part doesn't bother me because to me, that's just blanket statements and ignorance and just, you just want to see the world burn. The part that bothers me is the people that go, you see, CrossFit isn't as perfect as everyone says it was. And all the games athletes are clean. It's like, who said that? Nobody said that. There are people in every level of this sport, in every sport in the world that are doing this everywhere. Yeah. We're not naive to the fact of that. And that's the one that bothers me is like the accusation that we are trying to portray all of our athletes are clean. And it's not the case. In fact, CrossFit wants to catch everyone, everyone doing it, whether they do a good job of it or not, or the process in which they go about. I don't really know the process top to bottom, so I can't comment on that. But I know that they want to catch people and they want to catch everyone and they don't care who it is. Right. And they're public about it. Like they're always yes. consistently publishing when, you know, so-and-so was found for this, that, or the other thing, or then we tested the B sample or, you know, this, what mm. is it called when they like refute it like that, that rebuttal oh, didn't yeah, go yeah. through, you know, like they're, they're very public and open about that. Um, yeah. I don't understand. I, I think Every the argument comes from people comparing CrossFit to major sports like NFL, mm. major league baseball that have, you know, really strict drug testing policies. And I would argue that one, those sports make a lot more money than CrossFit does. So they can afford, (laughs) they can afford to have, you know, more rigorous testing. I would also say it's easier because they know exactly who their athletes are. These are athletes being paid by a, you know, by an owner, they're getting a check, they know, you know, and I realize the CrossFit athletes have to register, but you're talking about, you know, worldwide, a really tiny little business, managing a worldwide sport and the, you know, have to randomly test even the, the top thousand people would be really, or let's just say top 100. It'd be mm-hmm. really difficult to, to yes. test them enough to satisfy everyone. It'd be really yeah. expensive. I shouldn't say difficult. Even if you did it, it wouldn't satisfy everyone. Yeah. yeah and no, to that wouldn't. point, even if you did, it wouldn't, I, you know, I guess the only part that I struggle with is and I'm not struggling with it. It's just, you know, CrossFit's a health company. And that fundamentally for me, that's the difference between CrossFit and, you know, we'll just say major league baseball, we're a health company Mm -hmm. or they're a health company. And, you know, they, to your point, they want to catch people, you know, how do you do that in a way that satisfies as many people as possible? And you can portray, you know, your company as, you know, we're in the business of health, not in the business of sport. And, you know, I, I feel like they'll get there. It's just, you know, it's been a long road from, yeah you know, the ranch, you know, 11 years ago or however long ago it started till today, you know, if you think about it though, it's been a short road. Yeah. The games have been going on for 15 years, 15. That is how long, that is how old our sport is. Football just passed a hundred college football has been going on for 150 baseballs, almost 200. These are sports that have, have decades 
or centuries to flesh this out, to make profit and money and to be able to do these things. CrossFit has been around for 15 years. Well, not CrossFit, CrossFit Games, the sport of. It's a short road. And look how far we've come in that. And as we grow, the growing pains are you have this worldwide group of amateur athletes that are trying to become professional. And when 500,000 people sign up for the open, you guarantee you there's at least five times that just doing CrossFit. And so, yeah, they're trying, they're getting there. They don't always do it right, but the mistakes that they made, they do try to fix. And I think just obviously patience isn't a word that's in most people's vocabulary in 2021, but I feel like we've come a long way in a very short amount of time. And not to say it's like, Hey, to give them a break. Cause it's not giving them a pass, but it's, it's still in its infancy as far as sports are concerned. Well, yeah. it's just tough. It's tough how accessible the sport is and how, you know, you say patience is not necessarily in our, in our vocabulary, but instant gratification sure shit is. And the internet is an absolute dumpster fire. So there's no, <laughs> there's no way to, to come to a conclusion that's going to please even, you know, a, a third of the people out there. But I think when you put it in perspective like that, it's really important to remember mm-hmm. where we've come from and, you know, in retrospect, how far we still have to go, but what a great path we're on to get there. Truly. Yes. And we got derailed about, you know, right in our prime of that sport taking off in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. A derail. I mean, the world exploded. Yeah. Minor detail. (laughs) (laughs) I think the thing that bugs me about the argument that CrossFit isn't doing enough is that to me, it always feels like people complaining about what they can't do. You know, like there are a lot of superhumans in, in the sport of CrossFit. Like, you know, yeah. I, I'm fortunate enough to watch some train day in and day out and see them do it. And, you know, you guys are around them too. And it's like, they're just different. They're wired different. And I'm not naive. I know there are people cheating. Like I would never yeah. say the sport's completely in clean. In every sport. Yeah. If there's money up for grabs, someone's going to cheat. It's literally that simple. <laughs> but there are people, you know, a lot of people in the sport that are damn near superhuman. And just, and you know, like I saw somebody accuse Mal O'Brien of juicing the other day. I'm like, that girl's like 18 years old. Oh my gosh. You know, like she's a little kid, right? She's one of the fittest kids on the planet, but she's a kid. And it's just, it drives me crazy. Like absolutely crazy. I just see that as insecure people. Yeah. You can't or chose not to do what she does to get good or any of these athletes. Therefore, We'll just accuse them of cheating or taking PEDs or whatever. And yes, some of them are. I know more people that probably got busted trying to make regionals than ever competed at the CrossFit Games. I mean, that's the level that people are going to. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's actually a great point is people always complaining what they're not doing. And we forget the fact that how much they are doing. And I think that's, that's actually, that's a very good point. And that's... I should what show that? them all a picture of me with their shirt off. They wouldn't come. They wouldn't accuse me of juicing at all. They'd be like, okay, yeah, he's all natural. I got accused of that one time on social media. And that was like the what? best day of my life. Like, yeah. Thank you. It was, Damn. this was, uh, I want to say, do you guys remember when outdoor magazine was promoting triathlons and they used a picture of rich Froning from the CrossFit games? Yeah, oh yeah. Totally. You guys remember totally. that? Totally. Yeah, yeah. Yep. 
And so I took a picture, two pictures of me when I was doing an Ironman triathlon and two pictures of me doing CrossFit. And I was like, this is what triathlons do for your body. <laughs> and I just looked like this malnutrition, doughy, <laughs> emaciated, skinny. Yeah, I was like a buck 75, maybe. And then I posted a picture of me regionals. I don't know. At the time, it was like that year. And I was 20, 30 pounds heavier. And, there, and then CrossFit Games reposted it. It was like, Outdoor Magazine, why don't you use the real photos? And, I, and someone's like, Dude's totally juicing. I'm like, hell yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's right. That's I, made right. It. I mean, that's wrong, but yeah. it's also, yeah. Ha- it's, yeah. Have you seen my deadlifts? <laughs> Clearly these aren't working. Maybe they're like aesthetic only PEDs, but they are definitely not performance enhancing. John, do you remember that time you, te- you were really dialed in with your nutrition and mm. you were like looking jacked and you sent me a picture of your, and you were like, look, I have abs. And I straight up asked you if you photoshopped that photo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, this was uh, at the height of the pandemic. I was like doing two a days and man, I, like, I, could, I couldn't leave the house. So like every meal was chicken and rice and just like it was dialed in and I snapped a photo and sent it to Nikki. I'm like, man, I'm looking really good right now. And Nikki's like, like did you really? Photoshop that? And I'm like, <laughs> thank you, Nikki. Thank you. Yes. I'm not even mad. I appreciate I that. Yeah. I know. You know, every time these PED questions come up, my husband's always like, where are these, like this abundance of PEDs and how can I get some? Because I'm not looking to compete at the CrossFit Games. I just want to be jacked. <laughs> Like Which I just would fine. take them. Why not? Like if you, if you got some back pain or you just want to get strong and yoked and you want to like, you know, put your long-term health in jeopardy, go, go nuts for it. Why just not? don't sign up for the open. Yeah. I always find it interesting <laughs> that it's always like, it seems like lately it's always the master's athletes getting popped. Like you think well, the older people would be smarter about this. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, he, that's a question for Bill Grunder because yeah. that makes him so angry. It, it, makes, it, me, is, it makes me angry. But you know, crazy. that's the, the problem is, is that testosterone replacement therapy and HGH are something that you can't really get someone on unless you have kind of a database of what their normal numbers are. Because if say you have low testosterone, that's your natural testosterone level. Sorry, God didn't do you a favor and gave you massive amounts of testosterone into your fifties. Don't tell me you should have this level of a 30 year old when you're 50. So you're taking it to the line, which is normal. Like that's cheating. You are enhancing your performance. And unfortunately, I mean, you look at, and I'm not trying to call out uh, like all the masters, like you go to the CrossFit games and the masters athletes are the biggest jacked humans I have ever seen. Now, I do have one theory on that based off master's athletes that is not related to PEDs, but I'm not surprised that that's more prevalent in that demographic. Bro, I, I was at the master's fitness collective a few weeks ago. It was a great event. And I'm watching these guys in my age division. And this dude comes across the finish line. He crushes the field, rips his shirt off. And he has got the body of a 18 year old Adonis. <laughs> and I'm like, I literally said a lot. I'm like, I hate that guy hate him. You know? <laughs> I mean, he looked, he looked beautiful. And, but that was the first time in my life I've like had a moment of pause of going, how do you do that at 50 right. without, 
to your point, testosterone replacement or like whatever, you know, and I, and I don't, I'm not the type that wants to judge somebody for that, but the jealousy no. in me, this is where I had that moment of like, I don't look like that. I hate that dude. He must be juicing. You know? Yeah. And we're, we're just doing that 20 years later that people are doing 20 years younger to cross the games athletes right now. Yeah. So it's really easy to fall into that trap either way. Well, it's I, a bummer to me. It's a bummer to me because, and I've said this on the podcast before, when not juicing, mm-hmm. I truly believe that masters athletes are like relative to life, the fittest athletes in the sport of CrossFit, because they are the ones who are proving what they truly are capable of. Again, mm-hmm. the clean ones, um, while still having a family, having full-time jobs, like maintaining, maintaining a life that's not training five or six hours a day. And that, that will never cease to impress me. That to me is yeah. like, holy cow, I can't believe that you're that fit with, you know, relative to life. Yeah, exactly. Uh, 100%. I, I love masters athletes and, and the, thing that they provide for the community at large, as well as bringing others in from around the world, because listen, the inspiration of individual games athletes is one thing from a show and a fan perspective, and maybe for younger generations, like the Mal O'Briens and the Emma Carries and the Medeiros and the Gima Heros. But like, as far as getting people in the gym, I think it's masters athletes. Oh, I, I completely, I've said that for, Oh my God, forever that, you know, the heart of the sport or the people 35 and up truthfully. And, and most importantly, they have all the money. So, you know, for for CrossFit itself, if they want to focus on a group and really grow the business, that's your demographic. Like, don't get me wrong. Like the, the 20 year olds are fun to watch. They're superhuman. They can do whatever, but, but man, like the masters athletes are unreal. And I would, you know, I should say about that dude that I hate with the rip body at 50, (laughs) Uh, that workout that he won, he was doing a handstand walk and I don't care how much juicing you do. That's still, that's a skill, man. Like, yes. I, you know, and that's always my argument to people is like, can you walk on your hands and do muscle ups? Cause I don't care what, what you take. Like you have to practice that. There's nothing, no pill you can take, no shot you can stick in your leg that can teach you to walk on your hands. Cause trust nope. me, if there was, I'd probably do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I love the Masters athletes. It, it really is. They, they're a, a fun bunch, fun demographic. And it was really sad when, I think, 2019, when they kind of just got axed out of the equation at the CrossFit Games. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that may be your biggest thing that you screwed up this year. And there was a lot that we screwed up that year. And it was, <laughs> like we just said, it's like the most, when, like, for example, my mom, is super fit and she's 62, but she swims, right? But she's, right. she's worked out her whole life and she's a great master swimmer. And she, in fact, she just got inducted to the um, hall of fame for senior games athletes. What? Like two weeks. Yeah. Like two weeks ago. Wait, that's a thing. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. And, okay. um, and so like, that's inspiration to me and it's my own mom, yeah. let alone like just, Think of what she could do for other women her age, whether it's yes. any type of physical, right? It doesn't have to be CrossFit. CrossFit is a great job, great job, but it doesn't have to be. And it's just like getting people off, like I said, off the couch and into a gym or whatever is more, I would say, inspired by those that you are your, that are your peers 
than those that you have no physical or idea of how to relate to that person. You know, it's funny you say that someone, uh, I was doing a Q and a over the weekend and someone said, you know, what's one thing CrossFit could do to, to have more outreach to the master's community. And so I went to the CrossFit games page and the CrossFit page, and I just skimmed through the photos looking for people in my age group. And that was Mm -hmm. my answer, which is, well, you could occasionally feature one. Like, seems like a pretty easy fix to me. Like you got a lot of really fit master's athletes that are games athletes, feature Mm -hmm. them occasionally, or, you know, feature gyms that focus on master's athletes. And I think you would certainly drive more people in. It doesn't have to be people my age, to your point. It could be people your mom's age. My dad's a CrossFitter. He's 77. That's awesome. Um, you yeah. know, and, and uh, you know, but, you know, there's 40-year-olds that need to be featured too because there are a ton of 40-year-olds that are yeah. out of shape as hell and, yeah. and want to find a way to fix their life and they don't know where to start and they need to see somebody they know doing it, you know, yeah, that looks they, like them. Yeah, you know, I would bet that that will change a little bit more as sorry, that's the there's a baby hey, in this room baby. with me. Hey, there's a baby hey, here. Um, I bet that will change a little bit more now that so many of the well-known athletes of <laughs> the the previous era, our era, truly, um, are are aging up and now participating more because at first there was kind of like a stigma against that too. They still wanted mm. to compete with the young bucks, but the more that they all age up, the more that I think that spotlight should shift. I hope that it does. I, I agree. I think as the old guard of CrossFit makes their way into these, you know, like Annie Sakamoto, I've never seen more buzz for her age division until she went for it last year. Yeah. Like we had people around TVs all across the games campus that weekend watching Annie. And that's really inspirational. Shoot, Annie can kick my butt in any event right now. I need to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'm such a fan of Annie Sakamoto. Like, it would have been three games ago, I guess. It was the first one I went to. We were at the Fit Eight after party. And she came up to me. She's like, oh, my God, can I get a photo with you? And I'm like, you're going to make me cry. Like, seriously, <laughs> I love you so much. Like, I've I've had so much respect for her for years. You know, she's so fit. So good at this. We should we should do Annie on the show. That would be awesome. Let's I know. Let's do that. I know. We've, we, we have so many people we try to give it on here, Chase. Like, you know, that's sort of like we get our little short list and we start working it. And then we like this happens. We're like, Oh my God, we haven't had Annie on, we haven't had Chase <laughs> on. you know, like it's, it's kind of endless of people. Well, really that's why I said I was excited to be invited on. So thank you. Well, I, you know, I, uh, Nikki, I didn't even tell you this, but I follow Chase on Twitter and that's my favorite place to interact with you because it's not CrossFit. It's like always some random yes. like football. Like, Oh my God, I can't believe, I can't believe that targeting call or whatever yes. it's like and so when i catch a crossfitter doing like real life stuff i love that it's my favorite <laughs> yes my twitter account is really not reserved for too much crossfit stuff and not a lot of family stuff it's just more of like really kind of what twitter really is like my brain just instantly going to social media which is probably a bad thing and i'm waiting for it to get me in trouble but yeah it's it's all over the place like there's i don't have a twitter theme it's like sports, something that bothers me socially. Hey, it's, yeah, like, it's, life it's just advice is my favorite. Yeah, it's just Twitter. What could go wrong? Right. Oh, I mean, yeah. no big deal. Fortunately, <laughs> there's not enough people to like repost and share and really get me in trouble. But like, there's just things that I'll be honestly, a lot of those 
quote life things or things I rant about, I'm like in traffic. And so I'm already hyped up because I'm in traffic. And instead of like raging at the cars around me, I'm just like, Twitter, God damn you. <laughs> that's actually a really nice, um, that's a nice channel, you know, better yeah. than or in Texas, the guy like, next to you or whatever. Yeah. In Texas, road rage, you don't screw with that. Like, there's, yeah. <laughs> someone hugging me, I'm like, all right. The worst, the best thing is like people get angry at me and I'll just like, when they go by, I'll smile and wave. Like I'm super excited to see them. Like, I'm so glad you're angry at me. And it, I know that ruins their day because they want to fight. They're like, oh, screw you. And, and they just want me to just like, screw you back. And if you just like wave, tell, you, tell them you love them. I was like, I'm pretty sure I ruined your day. No, See, this is like a live uh, tweet. This is like the kind of thing that I like look to oh. your uh, <laughs> of the Twitter on Instagram for like these life lessons. Yeah, you know, this is what I like about your Twitter. So I'm looking at it right now and it'll say digs. Coop. <laughs> and, I, and so then I have to figure out what football games you watch like a, <laughs> or baseball or whatever it happens to be at the yeah. time. And uh, it just always cracks me up. This is the That's best. funny. Yeah, the Twitter, the old, I'm still hiding there, except from you. Well, <laughs> uh, you know, but when I, the very first episode we did of this, or that I did of this, was with Glassman, and I literally told him on the air, Greg, please tweet more often. Swear to God, you can go back and listen <laughs> to it. It's on Instagram. That's I mean, it's awesome. On, it's on YouTube. It's on the first episode of this. And he's like, I will, John. And <laughs> I'm responsible for all the horrible things that happened after, I guess. But well, look at look at us now. Look yeah. what you did. So tweet more, Chase. Tweet more often. What, oh, what yes. could go wrong? No, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll see. I do have to. I well, what I'll do, and this is, I, I'm, I'll type it out, and I'll put my phone down for five minutes. And if I still feel this way, then I'll hit, I'll hit post. I like and I do the same lot. thing with like just people in general, or like at home, or with my kids, because I'm a, I'm a very knee jerk heart of my sleeve, passionate dude. So I have to like really be careful with how I react to things because sometimes I don't think my way through things. Do, do you worry to, now that you're in the arena of doing, you know, live coverage, cause you're covering events and do you ever worry about saying anything that you're going to regret or have to, or have to um, walk back? I think it's one of those things, obviously, no, because then that would mean like I have these weird things that I keep to myself that shouldn't be said based off who would judge me off those things. Like I don't have any of those weird things that I'm harboring. Things getting taken the wrong way sometimes. And that's really out of your control. Like there was one time, there was one time during the Rogue Invitational last year and me and Sean Woodland were calling the men. And this is all like all virtually. And Chandler Smith was <clears throat> competing and he did this like clean and jerk at 365. That was one of the more impressive things I've ever seen a human do strength wise, just based off him working around his technique or lack thereof. And we're talking about Chandler and I was like, this dude is one of the strongest and most powerful athletes I've ever seen. And someone on Instagram took a story and called me a racist, posted it. Chasing him is a racist because he talks about Brent Fikowski and his strategy and Noah Olson and this, but Chandler Smith has to be the big, strong athletic guy because it's like, 
And then they put the words like, because he's black. I was like, I didn't say that. He's literally the yeah. strongest, most athletic dude here. And it's not because the color of his skin. And so that one, I usually don't respond to anything, but that one bothered me because of there was no basis for it whatsoever. Like, why don't you talk about his military history and all this other stuff? I was like, we literally just did that. Like we went through Chandler Smith was in the army tank division, wrestling West point. We went through that. And then we went to one of the most athletic and powerful athletes here. And so it's just people a either not listening or what people tend to do is they're just waiting for something to take away from you, what you said, and then fit their opinion of you or whatever their agenda is. And so it, it didn't bother me. It, it, I mean, it, you know, it pissed me off because, well, I mean, I feel like that would piss anybody off, but just like the fact that someone took that and was just blasting on social media. I was like, okay, cool. That's all really the only one I've ever responded to. Yeah. yeah I reiterate giant dumpster fire. Yeah. Complete. Yeah. yeah. How about you? So, Nikki? Have you, have you ever had, uh, you ever had anything you had to walk back? Anything similar to that? No, I think that, I think what's nice about our, um, about, about CrossFit in general, about like our community and our broadcast and our everything is that we really have the ability to <laughs> loudest baby in the world. Oh, um, we really have the ability to kind of just like communicate as I don't know, like normally, like down to earth. Like I, you know, you, John's going to have to cut all of this out of the podcast. No, no, no. This is my favorite part. I will, this yeah. is the first time we've had the baby on the show. This is the best. Um, oh. Yeah, and if you're watching this on YouTube, I'm really sorry that I don't have a camera on, but he's literally, he's eating and this is breastfeeding life. So I think YouTube would ban us fully if I was like, and here are my nipples. <laughs> but um, sorry, what I was going to say was, you know, like, like Sean and Chase, they talk to each other on the podcast or on the, on the broadcast, the way that you would talk to your buddies at the gym, like the way you'd be like, wow, did you see that? that was amazing and by the way here are some stats that i know mm -hmm. and i have the <clears throat> i have the ability to talk to the athletes you know as just like as a person it doesn't have to be this like hello here's my interview here's question one here's question two i'm literally a fan i'm like wow that's crazy how, how did you do that you know so in that respect i don't i'm not ever worried about saying something wrong because it's just a normal human interaction and it's very genuine always i am I, the only thing i have to be careful of is i my tendency to swear that's the only thing that i truly <laughs> i truly have to be like holy shit how did you do that you know that i can't i'm not oh, allowed to do that on the air how about that's chase cute. how about the time you talked about catching the barbell and coach oh Burner my just gosh roasted the shit out of you for like an hour how about that that was great <laughs> that was and I, I just, I took it. I, I, cause I know better than that, it, but it's funny is in class and coach B is going to hate me for this. I'll tell a bunch of new people about like catching because that, that phrase is more commonplace to someone who doesn't know how to do CrossFit or weightlifting than say receiving. And I know it's receiving cause I took his weightlifting seminar and we have a great barbell club at the gym. And I just was in like coach mode. And oh, he he roasted me on that, and it still comes up to this day about what I said. And I, I I thought it was great because I 
have no problem owning up to things that I screw up, names, events, whatever. Like, listen, I'm going to screw up. I'm going to screw up this entire weekend. So everybody just, just be ready. Right? And I'm doing my best. And I'll maybe say the wrong thing or the wrong person or the wrong age or the wrong stat. And again, there's always just like a group of people waiting to pounce on your mistakes and let you know how much you screwed that up. And it doesn't bother me at all. Well, that, that one was particularly funny because he was like in old man mode the, <laughs> the, for that whole show. Just like he was like he was roasting everybody. So he was uh, really, really funny. Yeah, I loved it. I love when he's on. I, I think for me, um, I'd be curious to your take on it. Like, it, do you find it difficult or just what's your take on the, there's almost a replacement factor. I think like people associate Sean with Tommy, Tommy with Sean. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, mm-hmm. so this year, you know, they weren't together for all of the events and like, maybe it was, um, where did I run into you? It was, um, Vegas maybe. Where, no, where, no, you probably just saw me at the games. Yeah, I was only I was only at Granite Games. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't know. Anyway, there's one of them, and like I, you know, I read the comments like everybody else, and people would be like, "Oh, where's Tommy? Like, mm-hmm. who's calling? Like, and they're trying to figure out who you are." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, hey, do you, do you relish that? Like, getting to introduce yourself to a new audience is it annoying? Like, how how does it come across for you? Um, I, I yeah, yeah. I mean, I see those two as like, oh, Tommy, we miss Tommy and Sean. It's like, listen, they have a great thing together on their podcast. On a broadcast, it's much different, right? We all have our and what we're the best at. And for me, I think I do a pretty good job on the color commentator, just because I've you know I've done cross for 13 years. I had a short competition career, but I, I am obsessed with CrossFit and the sport of CrossFit and everything in between. Um, and so that's that's my role. Tommy is like a stats freak and he can pull out any number and any pop culture reference along that with that. And he's so good on the desk because that's really his arena is just talking about CrossFit and everything that comes with it. And I think his best position is on a desk show where he can just give all the information. Whereas like, you know, he does a great job on color. It's just a different flavor. And that's the thing, right? People like who they like based off the the way they broadcast, what they bring to the table. And it doesn't bother me. It's like, oh, where's Tommy? And I was like, well, Tommy's not here. It's me. <laughs> I've been you're not yeah. allowed to say Tommy does a great job on color. You're gonna be called racist again. So oh, oh, right. Right. See, right. There it is. I would just like to say too, Chase is selling himself short because Chase has been the flex guy and has actually filled every different role on the <laughs> broadcast too. And yes. has done a really great job at it. Thank you. Um we talk about taking jobs or just saying yes is since 2012, I've, I have done every position in the broadcast that you could possibly do desk analyst, desk host, sideline day at the, whatever games person play by play and color commentary. So I'm just trying to make myself indispensable with like, Hey, who can do this? I was like, I'll do that. Like, <laughs> I'll park cars. I yeah, it's the name yeah. of the game. Yeah, literally. You have to sometimes. There was one year in Dubai where I hopped in the truck because I knew how to do graphics and the graphics person didn't. Oh my I gosh, like, I remember oh, that. Do you? Because I was yes. sweating. <laughs> I remember that. They're like, yeah, here's our graphics person who's never done this job before. Right. And I was like, oh, like, okay, I will help. Tommy was our um, like our producer. Basically. Yeah, Tommy was a producer. <laughs> That's Dubai, though. Dubai is 
Are you going? Are you going I'm, this year? I am not going. Me I am not either. going. Yes, I know. It's so sad. So are this uh this podcast thing, is this gonna be a full time gig or is this is this temporary? What's going on with that? The CrossFit podcast? Yeah. The CrossFit games. The sport of CrossFit I think that's the name there. Yeah. They're still trying to figure that one out. Um it's it's kind of like anything. Is there going to you know, Dave and Joe Novello, who's the head of CrossFit Media, they wanted to, like anybody's like they wanted to start this a year or two ago, just things never worked out or things got in the way. And um, Dave called me out of the blue, which anytime his name pops up my phone, I think I'm getting fired. Right. That's just, that's just how I react to Dave Castro on my phone. And he just asked, he's like, Hey, we're going to start a podcast for CrossFit. Do you want to be a host? And I was like, Yes. He goes, cool. I'll call you later. And that was the extent of the conversation. And that's typical Dave. Um, they want it to be long-term, but it's one of those like they're doing it, I think through Wadapalooza to see the kind of legs that it gets. Um, but I personally, for me, one, it's not to sound cheesy or like, it's an honor. Like it is an honor. It means a lot to me that they want to allow me to be a part of that in any way, shape or form. But to host, to help get guests, to produce on the back end. And there's, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm, I get to be a part of. And I think it's super valuable for CrossFit, especially on the game side is like, like the Ricky interview that wasn't all like great for CrossFit. Like there's questions that came up that didn't exactly make CrossFit look good. And what I kind of, uh, what I told Dave and Joe was like, we should really, really make sure we do a good job of just being transparent because the biggest problem I feel like people have year in and year out is the lack of transparency questions that aren't answered. And usually in the past they've been answered was, well, because that's just what we said, or they don't even say that. And what I was hoping is that as things come up throughout the year, CrossFit releases a podcast that dives head into whatever controversy that happened, whatever news thing that came up, anything they want to release or, or unveil and really be transparent with the community, which should in turn instill a lot of trust. And if you don't have it, if it's just a one-way street, I think that's where a lot of people lose trust and get frustrated with HQ at times is because there is that lack of transparency. So that that's a big goal for me being a part of this um, for, for as long as they keep me around, at least. I, look, I, I said that early on. You feel free to tell this today if you'll never see it on my page because, you know, he blocked me. But uh, I think that it there was a lot of risk in doing that interview. Like I said that yeah. right from the very beginning, I'm like, I can't believe anyone at CrossFit allowed this. Like there's so much that could come out. And there's, there were things that came out that in that interview that I'm like, huh, I'm not, if I were, if I were the manager of the games, I'm not sure I would want people to know as an example, Ricky was tested one time in four years. Like, right. but I appreciated the transparency. I'm like, okay, well we know like who's going to lie about that, you know? And so I, you know, to your point, I think it's great that, you know, you guys are willing to have that level of transparency and, and to do that. It's always weird for a, a sport to interview their own people or to yeah. do their own media. Like imagine the NFL just, you know, not letting CBS air games. 
<laughs> you know, right, like right, right. if it were only the NFL doing the interviews, you'd be like, okay, what's going on here? You know? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, but, but I do think what you guys did there was really transparent and I, I would love to see that continue long-term. Yeah. So I'm I, hoping it, I'm hoping it does. I mean, I didn't get any feedback from like negative feedback from the interview with Ricky from them. And, you know, to their credit is they just sort of like, take it. Like I didn't get any direction. Like I didn't have to provide what I was going to talk to him about. They were just, this is the, this they, is the most they, CrossFit they, thing that's ever happened. They entrust me <laughs> to, it, I mean, do a good job. And, I, but yeah, I mean, look, the Ricky passing at regionals, it's like that when he said that, I was like, shoot, yeah. that's going to, that's going <laughs> to, that's going to It raise my eyebrows. That's going to raise some eyebrows and some questions. Like how good is the testing or, or Ricky not getting tested one time during his four year ban, except in March is to me, that was to me, that sucked because it, it keeps this cloud of doubt over Ricky. Like that did him no favors. Right. If they'd done it, say, just once in 2018 and 2020, like there have been a lot of people that start swaying the other side of the fence for Ricky and for CrossFit itself. Because then once people find out, they're like, well, CrossFit's not doing enough or whatever. And it's like, listen, there's like we said earlier, it's like just to administer these tests is a major cost and undertaking for a company throughout 2019 and 2020 almost went under completely. So they had a lot more things to worry about than testing this 26-year-old in Australia if he's still taking PEDs when they're trying to, A, sell the company, save the company, and then, like, turn things around. So, of course, they probably didn't get to Ricky over a couple of years, but um, I appreciate them letting me do that. I hope they continue. Obviously, who knows? I mean, it is a fine line, um, but... Like I said before, is like I feel like if if CrossFit can be more transparent and open and accept mistakes being made, which you know I think they've never really done that. Um, I think it'd be great for everybody. Are you going to be booking the guests? Yes, or or Dave will be like put this person on. I was like, okay. Oh, what a perfect time to invite <laughs> ourselves onto your podcast. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Hey, we have this great idea for hey, a podcast, yes. you know? Yeah. So Dave wanted to do the first four days of the games. And then after that, he was like, listen, I don't want to be a part of this 95% of the time, but I want to have input 95% of the time. I'm like, that's fine. Well, and just can we start calling it the CrossFit Games podcast brought to you by Monster Energy and Tostitos? <laughs> well, that? yeah. I mean, that's one thing too, but... <laughs> Look, I think, um, you know, we've said it a couple of times, even on the show tonight that, you know, there's, there's money involved in the sport and like the mm-hmm. testing is expensive. CrossFit is ridiculously dumb if they don't leverage this podcast to drive revenue. And I yeah. mean, cause I've got to believe there would be major sponsors that would invest money in this podcast to help you guys drive it, that you guys mm-hmm. can use toward the games or whatever CrossFit wants to use it toward. Like, yeah. Not to mention, you can market the sport. Like people listen to the podcast. Like, you know, you're talking about wanting to get out to masters athletes, cover some master stuff on there. Like, there's a lot of good that can be done through, yeah, through this. And you know, you'll have a huge impact on on the direction the sport goes. So it's exciting that you'll get a, you know, have a say in that. Yeah, it's. I am beside myself that I still to be a part of any input whatsoever. And I think for CrossFit, it can be one of their best 
things to really connect more with the community outside, you know, online competitions. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see how long it takes you to fuck it up. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> man, if I have one of those Twitter rants, it might be I mean, sooner than you think. Yeah. Oh. No, it's good stuff. I was excited. You know, it's funny. I didn't realize the podcast had come, you know, they had that CrossFit podcast, you know, back in the day. Yes. Yes. And then, and then it went away. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize this one had started until I saw you guys were doing the one with Ricky. And I'm like, when did, mm-hmm. when did CrossFit yeah. get back in the game? Yeah. yeah that was one was, thing I told them. I was like, can we push this out a little bit yeah. more? Cause I think a lot of people will really be interested in, in that. Because it's like come and gone twice, kind of. It was mm-hmm. like there was CrossFit Radio for like a minute, and then there was like the CrossFit Journal, but audio. And then it, I wasn't when John first sent me the link. I was like, "Wait, this is a thing? How do I not know this <laughs> yeah. is a thing?" Yeah, right. Yeah. The speaking of CrossFit Radio, Justin Jenkins was ahead of his time. Ah, uh, for real. That poor I guy. miss JJ. For like real. he was the original CrossFit podcast before there was actually like podcasts. It was CrossFit Radio, and he had like yeah. guests. And I remember listening to some of these things. I don't even know how. It maybe it was like YouTube or whatever. But like, poor old Justin. I know. I know. Seriously. Well, it's forever marketing. That's why they should do it. It's out there forever, and mm-hmm. it would be so good for the business. So I hope. I hope they let you run with it and keep it going for a long Thank time. You. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, not to mention, you know, there's so many events that need to be covered. And I think, you know, having, yes. you know, and I, and this, I said this with all love to Sean and Tommy, because I think they have run a great show and, mm-hmm. and, you know, are kind of the cornerstone of what podcasts are, but I, I like getting other opinions and hearing what other people are talking about and getting different viewpoints on mm-hmm. events and what they mm-hmm. saw, you know, and yeah. so I think having more people covering it is just always good for the game. And that's one of the things that uh, I just took us with Dave about doing was, you know, he wants to do a preview show for the rogue invitational coming up end of October and then a recap with whoever else we want to bring on to go through it. And we want to do the same thing for Dubai, the same thing for Wadapalooza so that it used to be, it used to be like, you couldn't call yourself anything related across it in in an off season competition. And now we're starting to understand it's like, listen, all these other events is just bringing more attention to the sport as a whole. It doesn't have to be the CrossFit games or anything like that, but like, just let them say it's CrossFit competition, license it. Obviously that's part of it. I get that, but let's, let's attach ourselves to all of these things as far as publicity is concerned. And it's only going to make it better. And yeah, that's, that's one of the things like, tie all these off-season events together, any off-season news or guests or, or, or things that happen that need to be talked about other than people who either don't know exactly what happened and are just reacting to hearsay, where you can have a podcast that's like, this is exactly what happened. Now let's have a discussion about it on you know your podcast, Talking Elite Fitness. I mean, we don't really talk about um, new stuff on the podcast I do with Bill, but there's all those things that I feel like nothing bad can come of it if we all at least do it the right way. <laughs> Absolutely. Totally agree. Yeah, I I agree with that too. I um I want I want to see CrossFit and the CrossFit games continue to grow. And I always had this little worry in the back of my mind when a lot of these events were no longer going to be quote unquote CrossFit events, like Wadapalooza is a great example, that you know, it wouldn't take much for you know, loud and live to go, we have six events. Maybe we'll just make our own circuit. We don't need CrossFit at all. And we can pony up the dough and all the athletes go, huh? 
Maybe we'll mm-hmm. just go there moving forward. And that's a real hamper on the sport. So I think the more that these events and CrossFit link arms and say, all right, you know, we're going to cover it. And these are our athletes and we're all in this together really helps build the sport long-term and, and we'll make it more because to your point, it's a 15 year sport, right? you know, and 30 years from now, you know, the prize isn't going to be $350,000 or three seventy five or whatever it is. It's going to be a million or 2 million yeah. or, or Bitcoin or who the hell knows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, and I'd love to see that continue to grow for sure. Me too. Me too. Oh, I actually know Loud and Live when the season looked like it wasn't going to happen. That was one of their goals, actually. And when they kind of they acquired all these other events, mm-hmm. said, listen, if it was like a contingency plan, if CrossFit just went under, it's like okay, circuit something similar to the old regional format, which was open regionals CrossFit Games and. That was something that they had um, thought about heavily. Um, and they still have, like, look, they've got Granite Games. they got Wadapalooza. They have, what is the German throwdown? Um, I don't know if they still have that. Madrid. I think they have Madrid. Yeah. Madrid. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, they still have their events. And how great would it be for CrossFit athletes to be have an off-season circuit or just at least a bunch of events that have worked together timing-wise and spacing-wise to give athletes more opportunities to make a living. And how great would it be if CrossFit and the CrossFit Games promoted these things to bring more attention, and more attention means possibly more sponsors and more money and more opportunity for the athletes. So yeah, I'm not saying like a podcast has the ability to do that, but man, it'd be great if it did. And And I'd love that to happen. It would certainly help. I mean, look, I, and I and I think it'll continue to shine light and, you know, way more topics than we even have time for tonight. But, you know, like I think of the circuit thing and and think, you know, we need a, there should be an athlete's union to govern this. Mm-hmm. You need, um, you know, a judging team that's really kind of permanent that travels oh, man. to these events. Like I got a whole I yeah. podcast about that. Right. That's the yeah. point is like. I ideally what I'd love to see is are these athletes that can actually earn a really good living going to competition to competition. And they've got, you know, to your point kind of an off season circuit and, and the games is the, you know, the cornerstone to all of this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the gym that you're trying to win at the end, you know, but you should still be able to go to rogue and win a hundred thousand dollars, you know, oh, absolutely. Or, you know, or actually the prize is bigger than that. Right. It's like, you know, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, Think of in terms of golf, like how many different events are in golf and like the most premier one, I guess you could say would be the masters. Yeah. And that's just like part of another series. Like that's not even like a championship. And, you know, that's what CrossFit games is like. They, they are the the cornerstone, the, the gemstone in the middle of that crown. And how great would it be? Is that you just add more, I mean, imagine we have, we have three great off-season events right now that we can make pretty good money. Rogue, Wadapalooza, and Dubai. How awesome would it be to have three more in the next five years that are at that level or bigger? And what that'll do for the sport as a whole and the CrossFit game season. Like, you know, Eric Rosa wants to get 500,000 people to sign up for the Open. Well, the bigger you make the sport the bigger the net you're creating to catch all of these people. And they're going to sign up for the games because you get invites for being successful at the games, or you get good at these qualifiers to make these events. So 
Yeah, it's I don't want to use like the rising tide lists all ship thing, but I just did. But that's that's what it is. <laughs> well, it's right? totally true. Totally that's true. Plus we're making is. a more a more humane and cohesive environment for athletes to actually yeah. like make this their career. More mm-hmm. opportunities for that means more dedication across the board. And media. Yeah, of course. Our favorite. Like, <laughs> exactly. But if you know, Rogue is very lucky because, you know, they have the financial backing that they're going to put on an amazing broadcast. And Wadapalooza is getting bigger every year. And they just announced they're going to have a live for free stream. Thank God. Even if I'm not a part of it, I'll at least get to watch it. And that's just to be like, you know, Dubai has the same things. Like, the bigger they get, the more budget they have, the more money they can get. And then the more eyes and attention just like the game season, like there's, there's not a lot of negatives that can come from supporting everything that is involved in circles around your main season. Well, my, my, my fingers across that it continues to grow as it is. I think your podcast will be certainly a big part. I think both your podcasts are a big part of that. I think these podcasts that Nikki and I do are, are part of that. I think the more the community can, you know, link arms and really understand what's going on. And yeah, I think it's why we love this community so much is they're super passionate about every little thing that goes yeah. on. But um, I think we also have to figure out a way to support these events so we can continue yeah. to put them on, you know, like that's, that's my fear. Like, you know, I went to a couple of semis this year and attendance was pretty low. Now we're still in a yeah. pandemic. So, you know, I want to believe that that's what it was, but I'm not fully convinced that's what it was either. You know? <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a lot of last minute stuff. You couple a new season structure that was announced during the open or right before of what it's going to be in the end or in the middle of, if you look at it now of a pandemic, but there's no, no reason back to 2018 status, which was our all time high for everything. And beyond that, because when we, said our goodbyes in 2018 in Madison, the, the media team specifically, we didn't go, Hey, this is it. We made it. It was, we finally got to the base level of where we are going to now take off from. Like we, we had bit the, built the launching pad. We had spent what, I mean, they had a broadcast in 2010. So 10, 11, 12, like all the way up to 2018. So nine years, they've spent nine years almost building a foundation and a launching pad to take the sport to the next level. That was 2018. So when that got all torn down, they're, you know, they built from scratch. They're using a lot of people who did, you know, like Nikki and um, Sean and myself, they, they're using those people that helped build this over the last 10 years to get back to the starting point of which we were in 2018. And that's the exciting part because if we can get there, it's not that was the best at whatever it was. Like that was going to be like 2019, all the producers, directors, media, Berg, Dave, all those guys were like, next year is going to be like, that's going to be it. Like we are, we've hit our stride and now we can actually like do something with this bigger than we'd ever dreamed of. And so we lost that over two years. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm optimistic. I think they're taking a lot of great steps in the right direction, taking a lot of chances, which is something you don't usually see. Like I've crossed it game, starting a podcast with me is, is taking a risk because I don't, you know, I, I have my own, but like, I don't have a, a long-term pedigree of this that people be used to. 
um, and giving me the freedom to kind of do whatever I want, not whatever I want, whatever is approved, but yeah, I don't get any direction. Well, they, they had Nikki's pregnant ass on the sidelines at the games in the August heat. <laughs> That's right. So. Never Talk, forget talking about standing in front of the big ass fan. Oh yes. They're definitely you know, talking about paying your dues. There, there was like a running pool of when Nikki's water was going to oh break during God. the CrossFit Games. Dude, we were, we were, were all panicked. worried. <laughs> People were panicked. There was contingency plans for contingency plans, y'all. <sighs> this is, that was this so is the first great. time the baby's been really been on the podcast. Thank you. I hey. know. Hey. Good. Hi, say hi. Man. Guy. That's so great. Hey. This is the first time I've ever tried to breastfeed and podcast at the same time. It's I think difficult. you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> Working on it. Probably <laughs> did a great job. Yeah, we've actually done a lot of drinking on this podcast before, Chase, but never like this. <laughs> never quite so nutritious. Never oh, quite so nutritious. That's so great. Well, you're doing a great job, Chase. I appreciate what you're doing. and Thank you. Just, just keep killing it, dude, but don't kill it so much that you drag us down. That's all I ask. All I <laughs> you ask. know, yeah, minor, minor request. Yeah. Oh, no, that's, I'm just, I like the first thing that was uttered in my headset right before I went on camera for the first time was I'm just trying not to fuck it up. Yeah. And that's it. And that's my first, second, third, and fourth plan priority. And then after that, it's doing everything I can possibly do. And I really do mean everything. There's nothing I don't do in CrossFit. I own a gym. I was an athlete. I am a coach. I was on seminar staff, broadcasting, podcasting, hosting, there's nothing that I don't involve myself in that centers around that because I love this so much. And CrossFit means more to me than just fitness and just community. And the one thing I try to do on anything that I get an opportunity to be in front of people in is to share that with people who don't really understand it yet so that they can be a part of that. And that's what I want to do on my broadcast. That's what I want to do on my podcast. Or anytime I get to be a guest on a show is that the only, I would say what is it agenda I have is to bring more people and have them truly understand the beauty that is CrossFit, the community and the CrossFit games. That's my number one priority aside from not fucking it up. Obviously, Isn't it amazing? Right, right, right. Of course. Isn't it amazing how CrossFit has changed all of our lives that way? It's unbelievable. You know, like Nick, Nikki was doing broadcast TV. I'm a damn banker in Cleveland, Ohio. You know, but we've all found this thing that we love and this community that we can't let go that we would never let go of, you know, and we want to find a way to make an impact and start inserting ourselves in different ways. And it's just amazing how it's, you know, we're all connected, you know, so it's really kind of a beautiful thing. It's really, I don't know, it's it's almost, you know, people call us a cult. For me, it's almost like a church, you know, like the community aspect of it's just really impactful. Yeah, I think I that's it. what separates us from all those other. I mean, you can work out anywhere. You can get a sweat on, you know, that's a great quality physical activity. Um, but it, this is this is what sets us apart and makes us special. And I'm really pleased to see that still maintained, like over the ups and downs throughout the years. That's that's yeah. the constant. I think mean, that was the hardest thing about 2019 and 2020 totally. for me. Totally. Like, yeah. I just sat there and was like, am I going to lose like, is everything about to get taken away from me? Like everything I have, I have in my life, I can attribute to me walking into a CrossFit gym on a Monday morning and doing Fran in October of 2008. 
every single thing in my life. I can attribute to that. Now, it required a lot of hard work and sacrifice to get the things that I have and appreciate the things that I do. But I met my wife on the flag football team that came out of the gym. I have two beautiful kids that are just like the greatest things in my life because of that. Because Everything. The reason why I'm talking to you two right now is because I went in and did Fran on a Monday morning and got my ass kicked and wanted to come back two months later because I wasn't in shape for it. And that was the hardest thing when all that went down was I was like, it's not where like my identity is tied into that. It's just everything that I hold dear has been because of that. And I respect that. And I appreciate that. And this is the same thing when I broadcast is like, because when someone's like, Oh, you idiot. And this thing I was like, no, oh, whatever, man, I was in the moment. Sorry. I said the wrong ligament. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Well, I, yeah, I get that. I mean, it, everything that same for us, or I can't speak for Nikki, although I think I probably can. I mean, I attribute my bad shoulder to CrossFit, my bad knees to CrossFit. Uh, but no, the same thing. Like I, I still vividly remember my first trip into a CrossFit gym and what that, and it was probably your same experience as Fran. Like for me, I felt so out of shape and I was in pretty decent shape. You know, yeah. and I felt so unfit and here's where I think we're all the same in CrossFit. I was like, see you Monday. And mm-hmm. I came back Monday because we're all stubborn as hell. We're all like wired to say, this will not beat me. And you find out that it will beat you forever. You mm-hmm. can't beat it. And we just keep coming back because we're all wired to go. I have to do this until I master it. And you can't master it. And that's the mm-hmm. beauty of it. And somewhere along the way, you meet wives and friends and yeah. you, know, you make family. And, you know, like Nikki and I became friends through this. And that's mm-hmm. invaluable. Like, we're not even in the same city. But, you know, you make friendships that just last a lifetime. And it's really, yeah. it's really inspiring. You know? I used to have a girl that I coached who would come in every time. And she would say, I hate this place. I hate this people. What time tomorrow? <laughs> every time. But yeah, that's what it is. I mean, we, in my neighborhood, within four streets of each other is the close group of friends that I started cross it with 10 years ago. And now we all, we're all married and we all have kids around the same age. And now we're like doing life together as opposed to when we just started. It's like, we're just doing fitness and having pool parties and getting drunk on the weekends and thinking this was like something cool and fun to do. But like, man, it's uh it's, it's really cool that I, and this thing is like, I just want people to be able to experience and enjoy the same things that I am so lucky to have found in 2008. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just, and if you didn't start back then or, or before, like before that, that stuff's cool. Like oh, I was in Oh one. I'm like, man, Whoa, like, OG. like the OGs of the OGs. And it's, it's been great. And I'm, I'm glad things have gotten better as far as CrossFit and Eric Rosa coming in and the direction they want to take the games and the media and CrossFit as a whole, whether it's programming or this new um, insurance healthcare plan that they have, like it's all going the right direction. And it just makes me so happy because I was a mess in 20, it was a 2019 when all that it went was down. awful. You yes, were worried you're going to have to change your Twitter handle from Captain America <laughs> Xfit to Captain. I just would have changed it to Xfit Big D, the yeah. name of my gym. Like, <laughs> what are you going to do now? You, you can't, you can't come after me for 
proprietary information now. Like I'm not mm-hmm. stealing anything. You're not a company anymore. But I just remember when all that went down and I got all my coaches on a Zoom call and I think I cried and didn't talk for 10 straight minutes. And it was probably awkward as sin for all of them there. And I just, I didn't know what to do. It just whirling around me. And I was like, this is not fair. This is not fair. And it's really great to have it back in any opportunity. Cause you know, like Nikki, when they disbanded the media team, like we didn't get to say goodbye. We took it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. Like, hey, we see it. See you in February. Or, Seriously. And then it was Seriously. gone. And then John made like the greatest meme I've ever seen. <laughs> was it the Thanos one? No, it was the, the empty, oh. empty, empty boardroom. That I was, I think that was the first, that was one of your first memes I ever saw. Cause people started sending it to me. I was like, Oh, that's, that's good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hurts. It hurts so good. It hurts so good, but it's so right. And yeah, well, I, so not, I think that's part of it too. It just being I had not come out public yet. And people thought I worked for CrossFit. Like there were people oh, really? messaging me. And go, yeah. There were people like on the inside at CrossFit HQ that were, would message me and go, who is this? Like, do you work? Cause like some of my jokes were so close to home. Yeah. That's oh. what was happening there. They thought I had oh. insider information and I didn't like, I just, I think I'm just good at reading the tea leaves of like, what's going on. And <laughs> yeah. And you know, when CrossFit, you know, I'm kind of missing the days of CrossFit doing dumb shit because it's really easy to create memes when they do dumb things <laughs> and they haven't done anything dumb in a while. You know, it's disappointing to me. I need them to do That's something funny. stupid. Um, but yeah, a lot of people thought I worked there. It was actually, I think Sean and Tommy told me that. that oh, really? Yeah. They, they yeah. wanted, you know, they wondered who it was. That was rough. That was rough. Ah, the good old days. Yeah. Oh, man. That's the roller coaster. Yes, it is. That's true. And that's, that's part of it, I think, too, is when, it, when you say like we took it for granted, it's like we did, but how the heck did we? Because we rode that roller coaster so hard yeah. for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden we got comfortable. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, my best friends. Yeah. I think what, what I took for granted was time spent with people I cared about. Oh, for sure. And I've said this on this show before, but like when we get together, it's like Christmas. It's like yeah. you haven't seen yeah. your family in months and months and months. And once a year you get to get together and do the thing that you love. And it's like the, just the highest like tension, emotional capacity, mm-hmm. like just you, you know, there's nothing like shared suffering and no one really yeah. knows what we experience except us. So it's, it's wild bonding experience. And to potentially not have that anymore was just devastating. Yeah. And that's, uh, to me, that's a sign of like just people you care about. Like I cannot, mm-hmm. I cannot see you in person for like five years. And I know when we do, we'll pick up like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. We don't have to do this like weird, how you doing thing. It's like, Hey, Long time to see. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been fun, Chase. As yes, always. Thank you so yeah. Hey, hey thanks for here. having me. Sorry. I can't talk. I, I talk way too much. On these no, no, things. no. I, I apologize. Well, there's nothing to apologize for. Nikki and I could like literally sit on here for hours and just, we, we do actually sit on here for hours and chat about absolutely nothing. <laughs> most nights. That's our, Sometimes I'm like, oh stick. God, is this a two hour episode? What have we done? I mean, yeah, we'll be, I, I actually joke about this with Bill because Bill's a hell of a talker too. I mean, we all are right. And there'll be times on a broadcast and Nikki knows this is like, they'll be like, Hey, can you stretch or can you vamp for three minutes? Because this thing's not in place. I'm like, is that all? Cause 
we'll talk about nothing <laughs> for 20 minutes if, if you let us. So like you got to reel it in all the time. So, yeah. but uh, thank you guys. I really do. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Now I'm, that's another uh, CrossFit media bucket list. I have now that's checked right. out. This, yeah, this that's is right. a really shallow bucket. If we're on your bucket list. Now he needs a meme, John. Oh, uh, he memed me already. I think. Okay. Probably. I've memed some picture of the CrossFit games. I think this most yeah. recent one. Oh some yeah, yeah. I did. picture me doing a dumb face per usual. I did. I remember that. <laughs> I, can't, I, I just saw that one the other day. I can't remember what it said, but it was hysterically funny. That's anyway. Funny. All right. Well, it's been fun, Chase. I'm glad you came on, man. And uh, anytime, you're always welcome. Thank always. you. Listen, I like, I love you guys. I, I have a lot of respect of what you guys do and bring to the community at large. So thank you. Thank thanks. you. Thanks. Nikki, thanks for feeding the baby on the air. That was unique. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> When we were recording back-to-back episodes, I was like, mm, a two-hour window? Yeah. Mm. Well, we normally release these on Friday, so we'll just start calling it Feeding Friday. <gasps> do you want to? And we can do perfect. it at feeding time every time. Perfect. It'd be perfect. perfect. The baby coos in the background, I think, will get us a whole new audience that we've never oh had before. <laughs> Some more into that. I don't know. We should have had Chase bring his kids on. I could have gone and got Mira from upstairs. She could have come down. It'd be a family affair. We'll have family oh, Fridays. Man. How's that? Yeah. Family my Friday. Little, my little redhead would have just like melted this whole show down. I'm she obsessed is, with her. She yeah. is. She she is the epitome of every stereotype of any redhead you have ever heard. It's and she's eight, 19 months. I'm screwed. I'm obsessed. <laughs> so I want screwed. I want one so bad. We, we, I, know, I know when I was, had one, I was like, God, Nikki's going to be pissed. I was so <laughs> mad. Everyone has one but me. What the fuck? You're just still going to be a ginger. Just wait. Just I wait. hope you're right. I hope he you're will. right. He will. Right now, he's in his little old man face. Yes. And, then, yes. and he's going to be a plump little ginger face after that. Just wait. If he's not, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, but right now, he's a little old Russian Jew. That's what he is. He's retaining... He even has still has the hair that uh, on yeah. his shoulders that he was born he, with. So he's, he's taking after my brother oh, and my wow. father. Right now oh, he's yeah. doing your taxes. He's got mm-hmm. his little briefcase <laughs> out. He's crunching numbers and yep. baking rugula like a champ. Oh, that's, that's so great. That's what he's doing. That's great. But he'll get there, Nikki. <laughs> Don't you worry. I hope so. All right. All right. All well, right. for everyone listening, we appreciate you guys joining us. And uh, oh, but before we drop off, Chase, where all can they find you? So the CrossFit oh, yes. podcast. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the cross, uh, Apple, iTunes, all those podcasts, the, the CrossFit podcast is what it's called now. You can find that there's six episodes in. We've got, uh, actually a couple things coming up, um, in the next week or so. Some big news from an athlete. Um, but I can't say it. Way to save that till the end of the show. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Boom. And then, uh, drop. Yeah. And then, uh, the podcast I do with Bill Grundler called Get With the Programming. And we just talk about all things programming. So all you nerds out there that just love talking about workouts and programming and analyzing what they did, good or bad, which we're very honest with our opinion, <laughs> you can check that out too. But uh, yeah, those are the two things. Perfect. All right. Well, with that, that's where you guys can check out Chase and his stuff. And we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll chat with you guys soon.